You're hanging out After Hours with Matt Anderson, presented by Inside the Gamecocks. Welcome in, everybody. How about that? <laughs> How about it, Phil? I mean, that? what is this? Um, number six in the country and then number five in the country. Less than, well, seven days apart. <laughs> and look, if you're not if you're not paying attention to the Gamecocks, to quote my friend uh, Jamie Bradshaw, go ahead and start paying attention because this is, this is crazy. <laughs> in, yeah. Phil, what what would you say about it? I mean, crazy, right? I mean, it, it just improbable yeah, is um, an excellent word. Uh, but you know, do it on the road, okay? Check. <laughs> just yeah. complete. And it I mean, like, beat Kentucky you know, by seventeen. Exactly like how I figured you would draw it up, right? I mean, just you know, bang them, make them play your game, and just bog it down. And you could tell. Three quarters through this game, Tennessee was not ready to have somebody go at them like they go at other teams and just weren't used to it. And you came away with a win. Dude, Phil, like, look at this. You know I keep these little charts. I know. You know I saw what? your like, chart when you texted me that. I was like, man. Throw it out the window because after no. time, I said, I said, what are, what are we doing here? Like, the Gamecocks are, you know, lick for lick, tack for tack. The Gamecocks just withstood every bit of anything Tennessee had. And and look, you know, before we go celebrating South Carolina, and look, we're going to do a lot of that tonight, absolutely. But Dalton Connect is an unbelievable basketball player. I mean, Tennessee scored 59 points. He had 31. And I, I said it, I said it last night. I said it last night on my show. I said, look, you know, Tennessee might be getting used to having one guy score 30 to 50% of their points, but what's going to happen when you, you know, let that guy go get his and you stop everybody else, which is what South Carolina did tonight. I mean, Dalton had a pretty good first half, not like a ridiculous first half, but like a ridiculous second half. I mean, just, just a, a freaky kind of performance and, you know, looking at it, South Carolina held everybody, but Dalton Connect and uh, Viscovi had 10 points. And and look, you know, Tennessee's a really good team. And I said that. And, you know, I know I'm sure Craig is in here somewhere. And Craig said that, you know, first team to 50. And look, Gamecocks won 63 to 59. I'm pretty sure the Gamecocks got to 50 first. I don't know. I just threw away my sheet that has all the information on it. But um, Gamecocks absolutely found a way tonight. I mean, looking at at this game, and I'm sure Ken Palm's going to update here in a little bit. But, you know, Phil, if I told you that you were going to get four points from Colin Murray Boyles, zero points from Zachary Davis, three points from Michi Johnson, and a total of uh, nine points from Josh Gray and Jacoby Wright, like, what would you say would have happened? Uh, you're you're going to have a long night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the Gamecocks scored 63 points, and, you know, basketball is a 40-minute game. So 63 points in 40 minutes means that they didn't really score uh, much more than a little over a point per possession. But, man, was it enough tonight. And, you know, I can't say enough about Miles Studi. 
and the way he was calm, cool, and collected and went to the free throw line. Uh, you know, I was listening to Derek Scott, and Derek Scott does an amazing call every single time. Um, and I need to listen to him more. Sometimes it's just hard for me with, you know, family, all that kind of stuff to like line up the Gamecock broadcast. But um, Derek Scott, who was on your show earlier today, um, just if you're not listening to Derek, and I'm going to pull a, a, a Jamie Brad, Bradford out of my pocket here, start listening to Derek Scott when he calls the game because he calls it better than the announcers do. And if you're sick of the ESPN announcers that are are just, oh, my gosh, Tennessee is going to find a way to win this game, like Derek Scott is not that. Um, but looking at it, you know, BG Mack had 16 points on 15 shots, one of eight from three. Uh, BJ had really, really good looks, and I don't think it's going to be very often that BJ goes one for eight. I mean, he, he, you know, say what you want about BJ, but he's not going to go one for eight. And the reason I know that he's not going to go one for eight from three is because he went seven for eight from the free throw line. There is absolutely nothing wrong with BJ Mack's shot. And with BJ, he's a completely different player when he's hitting threes. When he's not hitting threes, it becomes more and more difficult for him to get his shots. And if you if you watch the last, I mean, Phil, what was the last minute and a half, two and a half minutes of the game? And the Gamecocks from the double bonus, Tennessee was in the double bonus. And the previous possession, BJ just pounded, 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 and eventually drew a foul. And, you know, I was watching the game with my mom. My mom's the biggest Gamecock fan that ever existed. And I always cherish the opportunity to watch games with her. I said, look, when BJ is going to do the exact same thing, he's going to dribble, 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 he's going to get stripped. And he did. But guess what? It didn't matter. And that's what I want to impress upon everybody is Lamont Paris's offense is going to find a way to score points every single time down court. And it might be BJ taking a shot that we all say, oh, my God, what are you doing, BJ? Or it might be Michi. Why are you pulling up from 45 feet? Michi do that but you know there there's not a shot on the court that Lamont Paris does not want these Gamecocks to take and it, it's evident in looking at how the Gamecocks play right now uh Talon Cooper I mean I, I'm still waiting for the minutes to refresh but he had to be on the court the entire time he hit dagger after dagger um the game got to two points all of a sudden Talon hits a three it's five points the game got to three points Talon hits three it's a six point game um just he is an absolute maestro. Uh, I, I'm just telling you guys right now, enjoy Talon Cooper for this one year you have him. And for all the people that say Talon can't play in the NBA, look, that guy will surprise you. Um, yeah. 18 points tonight on 6 of 10 shooting, 4 of 5 from three-point line, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 turnovers, and 1 foul. And the dude probably played 33 to 37 minutes. I mean, Phil, I want to get your take. What was your take on this, and and what 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 does Phil, the guy behind the mic, the, the producer, have to say about this? Because I want Phil to get his time right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is the, it. You know, it's exactly like I wanted it to look. It's exactly like Coach Paris said was the winning recipe to win this game. Right? It, it's like you you've got to do everything that they did. I mean, here it is, and. We think about, okay, Michi Johnson has been off, at least from an offensive perspective, for the past two games. And this team has found a way to work around that and come back 
every time. I mean, it's just it. They are consistent with this. Studi, I can't say enough about Miles Studi coming off of injury. I was expecting limited minutes, not very much game time tonight. And here he is nailing the four clutch three free throws. That, had he missed either, any of those, this game's a game, right? I mean, we're, we're probably yeah. still watching overtime right now. And Talon Cooper, I, I mean, you know, Mike Morgan talked about man crush on Talon Cooper. Uh, it, me too. Put me in there too. Like I'm simping all over Talon. <laughs> I mean, Talon, Talon Cooper is is Phil's Taylor Swift in the Chiefs games. He is definitely top. I mean, I think they said top three point guards in all this in this conference. I'm. Uh, you're hard pressed to say he's not battling for the top spot. I mean, he really just is. Came in clutch with that three-pointer, just like you said. I mean, they mucked it up as much as they needed to. Tennessee could not match the energy towards the end of the game. They were not having to fight full 40 minutes like the Gamecocks put them through tonight. This is a team that I said at the beginning, if you were to blindly construct a team to go deep run into the tournament, what does it look like? It looks like solid guard play and it looks like experience and minutes. And this team has it. And rank that, y'all. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, mean, I love. It's like they care. You know they care. This team carried that chip on their shoulders into one of the most hostile environments when it's packed out. I mean, this Tennessee team has been living on top of Rocky Top with nobody coming after them. Well, they're coming tonight, boys, and they got you. Dude, it's, it's actually funny, Phil, because, you know, for all of the fun it is for the Gamecocks to have, you know, back-to-back top 10 wins in seven days, it's also a testament to the team. They are exactly what you said, battle-tested. You know, they took their lump at Alabama, but guess what? They have three losses on the season. They have 18 wins. They're 6-2 and two in conference, and they're two losses out of, like, the flukiest game I've seen from the Gamecocks this entire season is, you know – 10 points combined over two games. The, ten, the the Clemson game, they had a double-digit lead. The Georgia game, they had a double-digit lead. And I said I said this a couple of weeks ago. This is a learning moment for the Gamecocks. How do you how do you find a way to carry the lead over? And you know, I I know Lamont's not going to be perfect here, Phil. I know this 100 percent But but when you have a five, let's just say you have a lead with five minutes to go in a game. Like I feel pretty confident right now that Lamont understands the way the chess pieces work to say, okay, well, we're going to do this. They're going to do that. We're going to do this. They're going to feel pressed and we're going to find a way to win this game out. And you know how you win those games by not fouling, not fouling number one and boxing out and playing tough defense and just making your free throws. Because as the game gets tight, as the game gets close, five minutes left, Phil, how many possessions do you have? Maybe five each. Maybe, right. um, you know, it depends on how fast the other team moves and what the referees do. But, you know, you're talking about a five possession game. And if the Gamecocks have the lead in a five possession game, they're just better than other teams are right now. And like, guys, we are way past. We're way past the conversation of, oh, my God, the Gamecocks are getting, you know, no credit. Like, don't worry about that. That's going to come like the Gamecocks are going to get their credit. Um, if you look at CBS.com, ESPN.com, whatever website you want to look at, the Gamecocks are going to get some credit tonight. 
And this Gamecock team doesn't need the credit. Like the credit is what we as fans want. And we as you know, people that support the team and you know, our media personalities, whatever the hell we are, Phil. I don't know for media personalities, and I apologize. I never cuss on this show, but um, yeah, but yeah, I mean it's a big win tonight. But like whatever we whatever we want for the Gamecocks, it doesn't matter. And here's how I know that. I have a brother that played college basketball, and you know, as a fan of him, as a fan of his team, nobody hurt more than that locker room after a loss, and nobody celebrated more after a win than those players in that locker room. So all this top 25, don't worry about it. And Mike Morgan says it every time he comes on your show and this comes up that, look, bracketology is what matters. And right now the Gamecocks are probably an eight seed in the NCAA tournament coming into the game tonight. Look, don't don't freak out anymore. Like, just don't freak out. The Gamecocks are a good team. And if the Gamecocks, you know, go, I don't know, they have 10 more conference games. You know, they're probably going to go better than five and five. But right now, the Gamecocks are playing for seeding. And if you believe in good basketball, with good basketball is what I've seen so far, then now it just becomes how high the, can the Gamecocks go? Yeah. I mean, and everything, you know, that, that was true, say, three games ago before, you know, these upsets happened is still true today. Like, do not lose quad three, quad four games that you're just not supposed to have zero inexplicable losses and steal a few of these big time quad one, quad two uh, games. Oh, we got to, oh, don't worry. It's coming, JC. Here we go. All right. <laughs> yeah, J- guys, J- so for those who don't know what just happened, uh, JC Sherbert just popped in here. And JC, he must be a bingo, Phil. I don't know what he's doing right now, but he, he wants to watch too. <laughs> And there's no doubt. I don't doubt there's much bingo being paid attention to this evening. <laughs> but 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 to tell what I feel, I mean, I feel works for games this, that yeah. you're not supposed to. Yeah, steal these games that you're not supposed to. Go in there and show everybody that you can hang with the best in the league, and then immediately, you know, turn around, maybe pull off another one on the road Saturday against Georgia, whom you owe, by the way, because you had that game locked up and ended up couldn't you know, seal the deal, missing all the free throws towards the end. But yeah. Know, and you look at you look at it, Phil, like we talk about like, yeah, you look at like the Q3, Q4 games, right? Guess what? There's only two of them left. There's only two. Yeah. Yeah. As of yesterday, Vanderbilt's a Q4 game and then LSU's a Q3 game. Uh, you got LSU and Vanderbilt both at home. So one of the things that I urge Gamecock fans to do and I enjoyed being in the Missouri game this past weekend. But fill the Colonial Life Arena up because, look, if you guys are enjoying this and you're watching from home, and I get it, you know, ticket prices, ticket master, all that, it's tough. But if you can get out to Colonial Life Arena, Mike Morgan says it all the time. In Columbia, you have an 800,000-person, you know, metropolitan area. You can put 18,000 seats in Colonial Life Arena and – like, I want everyone to enjoy this ride. It's it's a ride that, you know, even when you think about, you know, the Final Four run. Oh, my gosh. We got J.C. Sherbert live in here. Hey, but. <laughs> good, good, good evening, guys. I uh, had a nice relaxing uh, evening at home. Uh, did not go and perch up anywhere to watch the game. Saw you were doing this and wanted to to jump in. Um, well, well, J.C., I thought you were a bingo. 
No, no, I've had to, I've, I've tried to forego bingo like the last couple of, I mean, tonight I didn't need to be at bingo because I was kind of glued to the television uh, watching right. every single play of this game, which went exactly like South Carolina needed it to go uh, to pull out a win like that. Yeah, I, I said a lot of good things about Tennessee earlier. I stand by that. They're a very good basketball team. But, but you know what, guys? Uh, it's okay to admit South Carolina's got a pretty damn good basketball team. I mean, those yeah. guys – uh, played pretty, uh, played exactly like they've played most of the year when they've been successful, and and they've only lost three games. It's not like you know, there's a lot of non-successful outings you can point to. Uh, you know, to, and, and uh, hats off to you and Matt and Mike and Phil that have been singing the praises of Talon Cooper for the last few weeks. I mean, spot on. How money was that guy? <laughs> He's unbelievable, JC, and. Like, I don't know if you were catching the, the show earlier, but I say he's just a maestro. He makes everything work. I mean, if you have a conductor of the best symphony in the world and you look at your program and it says Talon Cooper, yeah, that makes sense. The guy just knows what he's doing and just orchestrates everything beautifully. I I have nothing but great things to say about Talon. Um, for those of you that are wondering, the Gamecocks did just jump up to 46th in the country at Kimpom. Um you know, may I thought the Gamecocks would probably jump a little bit higher. That's a seven-point jump. But at the same time, who gives a rip? The Gamecocks are 18 and three overall, and they're six and two in the SEC, and they're on their way to something absolutely fantastic. So, JC, did you have a moment of panic tonight? Really? Okay, so when it was it was stuck on like 48-44 for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it got to 48 46. Phil, did it get to two points, 48 46 at some point? I, uh, I like pull it to within two, maybe. Well, they right? kept missing free throws. They went on that run right out of the way. got to pull this out. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Was, I'm sorry. It was 48 45. And it was okay, stuck on that number for a while. And then I think Talon or Studi, one of those guys hit a three. I think it was Talon. Uh, and then Carolina's up, and then I—I'll be honest. When it was, I was worried it was good. When, when it got to be like a one-possession game, it got to be two points, and uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous the last five seconds. I mean, just because <laughs> you could just see somebody making a bad pass, and that dude <laughs> just dribbling it and popping it and drilling it, you know. He that was it. Yeah. The two most nerve wracking moments in this game for me were those two inbounds at the end of the game. The last two that ended up with Studi at the free throw line. And I'm just like, oh my, just just catch the damn ball. <laughs> well, Phil, Phil, like here's something I hate. And like this just might be like the basketball soul in me, but I've always been, you know, talk after the game's over and then talk as much as you really want to. I don't care. But I hate like the shush. I hate it because I've seen enough basketball players do it. And then I don't know if they get in their own head. The, the crowd gets louder, but Studi did it after the, what the first free throw of his, you know, yeah, four seconds like this. I'm like, Oh no, 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 don't yeah. do that. Well, there, there's probably <laughs> and, a little, yeah, for him coming from Vanderbilt though. They, they probably, he probably like hates Tennessee yeah. extra bad, yeah. you know, because they, and he got his head handed to him by them. I think all four times he played him at Vandy, he probably did not have. So, and look, he had to play good. Miles Studi, guys, what, what can you say about that? I mean, what a good game. 
um, yeah. you know, from him his first night back and really uh, from that corner uh, hitting those threes, he was, he was money, especially the first half um, when, you know, some others were maybe struggling. Well, it was absolutely stabilizing for the Gamecock offense. And, you know, it, it's kind of weird. Now I told Phil this before we went live tonight, but there are just little moments in the games right now where it seems like God is smiling on the Gamecocks. It's a missed shot, and it's the Gamecocks having three guys around to get a rebound. And it's it's not necessarily a God smiling moment. It's a Gamecock hustle moment. And the Gamecocks are hustling their butts off every single time on offense and defense. And then they find a way to make that timely three. And if you were listening to the broadcast tonight, uh, I think it was I know, the Gamecocks were up by four points, and there was a minute and a half left. And Derek said, you know what would really be great? The Gamecocks to bust a three right now and just shut the stadium up. And it didn't happen, but guess what did happen? Gamecocks ran off, you know, four free throws. And, you know, Dalton Connect, like, goodness gracious, like, he is a fantastic player. I, I don't know how he hit that three with 11 seconds left. He's running back, grabs the ball, and it's a running three-pointer. And, you know, I told Phil, and we said this earlier, I was watching the game with my mom, and both of us were like, all right, well, less than two seconds left, like Gamecocks can't lose. And we looked up and like, all right, to Phil's point, get the freaking ball in. <laughs> Here, don't right. make a dumb dumb pass. It, yeah. It's something else. No, smart yeah, though not to foul him on that three-pointer where he just laid out because Ooh. he was stretched out, you know, like looking for it. That four-point play would have been huge because it could have tied the game, I think, on that first one. Um, but, man, I'll tell you what. I mean – Tennessee, I think JB pointed out earlier today too. It was like they're they may be relying on Connect too much, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because at this point and and they even made comment on it. I think early in the second half or maybe midway through the second half on the TV broadcasting, um, that the confidence of the other guys on the floor just doesn't seem to be where it is. Like, you know, that they mentioned the swagger that, you know, Lamont had talked about with this team on offense. And there's only one dude on that court that's got swag and, and he's flexing it. Don't get me wrong. Connect is playing himself into some big time money. <laughs> and, and it's here, crazy because like, they've got, they've got proven players. They've got yeah. how many thousand yeah, point yeah. scores on that mm-hmm. roster. Uh, yeah. But I mean, connect so good. I compare him to this guy's, and then I'll, I'll throw it to you, Matt. I didn't mean to interrupt you. This whole game, connect was kind of like a like a racehorse that you're holding back and holding back and holding back, and he's chomping at the bit, ready to go, ready to go. Finally, there in the last two minutes, he got loose. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it reminded funny. me of. I was like, damn, he got loose, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and took it over. So, but it's really they, funny they, to they, see. They, Thanks to Tennessee for missing key free throws and also missing like twenty eight layups tonight too. That that that, that well, did, did those missed layups are not from the line by more than the deficit tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know if he just made all of them, then they'd win. Same way if you just make all your three pointers, you're going to win every game. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, kind of funny. JC used like the analogy of a racehorse because my mom just would say, "Oh my gosh, here's that horse coming back in the game," and it was just. It was unbelievable. But, you know, Tennessee has five stars. You know, Adu is a five-star. Um, James is a five-star. Estrella was a high four-star. I mean, it's not like these guys are, you know, scrubs. And obviously, the number five team in the country. And if you look at Tennessee's, you know, just I just want to point out, like, what South Carolina just did tonight. And you look at Tennessee's resume right now, 
yeah, they now have five losses. But guess what? They lost <laughs> Purdue by four. They look at Purdue by four. They lost Purdue by four. Kansas by nine. North Carolina by eight. Mississippi State by five. And South Carolina by four. So guess what? The Gamecocks just beat Tennessee by the same amount of points that Purdue beat them. Now, I'm not saying that South Carolina should be number two in the country, but I know how the transitive property works. It's kind of so. interesting. Tennessee's two SEC losses are two of the better defensive teams in the league, too, because Mississippi right. State will guard you as well. But, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, People are talking about my hat. I had it on, on the show earlier today. And I've had, I felt like it was good luck. So I, I kind of, I may or may not have been watching the game with this hat on. So uh, anyway, but it, and I made the point if you took the beaver off, that's a Bucky's hat. If you took the beaver off, I kind of look like Wendy from like the, the the fast food restaurant with the pigtails. I don't know. I'm not a very a little attractive, bit, a little bit, not a very attractive Wendy. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know if I'd buy your cheeseburger, JC, but yeah, I'm I sure you can make a mean one. Or that chili. <laughs> anyway, but no, guys, I mean, all right, so here's how, here's the, here's the history behind this win. The last time South Carolina beat a top five team on the road was in March of 1997 at Rupp Arena when B.J. Mackey, Melvin Watson, that team won the SEC that day on senior day at Rupp. That's one of the biggest wins regular season-wise in program history during the SEC era. Um, so this this one has to be up there, and then to do it like on top of beating freaking Kentucky like a drum last week, and beating Arkansas on the road. I know Arkansas is not that good, but beating them on the road by thirteen—that's still a tough place to play. Uh, you know, holding off a tough Missouri team. So now it's—I guess it's time to go get revenge on Georgia on Saturday. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's not going to be an easy one. But man, man, oh man, what? That's that's a, that's the history with this win, though. But this is bet one of the most significant things to happen in 27 years. When when you look at you know potentially JC and and look, I know that you have this Rolodex, and I'm so jealous of it. You remember everything, and I don't know if you remember what you had for for lunch three days ago, but no, you I can don't. tell me what happened at South Carolina, Tennessee. <laughs> 1997 you can tell me the exact score who was the game leading scorer but i say all that to say that you know despite jc's rolodex here these two wins in seven days i don't know if the gamecocks have ever had as two big wins as they've had back to back i mean you're talking about seven days beating top two top 10 teams i don't have espn sports and information but what i can tell you is that i don't believe it's ever happened now, in the SEC era, probably not. I mean, eight, when oh, they were in ACC yeah. at a national but, power, I'm sure there was like an NC State, Duke, North Carolina, Maryland kind of stretch where they won. I'm trying to think of any of Fogler's teams did that. No, I don't think Frank's teams did. Well, I mean, I mean if, you need, count, we, if you count the NCAA tournament. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying like Duke regular season. Baylor, we, yeah, regular season. I don't – I mean, we it, need it, Charlie it, Mack. We need Charlie Mack here. He would know. Kiss and hug the ones you love. It's touchdown Carolina. Uh, But no, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe uh, Feeker or Steve Fink, somebody may have something like that uh, on pretty good. But um, So I'm going to show you all this really quick. This is a program from the 1996-1997 SEC basketball um, season that my mom actually got me this little cool case here. But it's autographed by the entire team. And I've had this this entire season, and 
I keep it next to me, and I don't know if it's a good luck charm, but I'm glad it's protected right now because the Gamecocks are are have the opportunity to do something, you know, pretty magical. And when you look at the upcoming season, I know I've I've heard you guys talk about it, and a lot of people talk about February being a tough month. But guess what? January's over. February, you have quad two, quad two, quad four, quad one A. Guess what else is a quad one A? Tennessee tonight, and you go on the road against Auburn, who hasn't beat anybody this year in quad one. Then you have LSU quad three, and then Ole Miss is a quad one on the road. A&M's a quad one on the road. But, like, let's just go win everything. How about it? Like, what? what let's just win it all. Well, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention that, too, and, and I want to get Phil's take on this, too, man. So, all right, so the Georgia – you owe Georgia. South Carolina has had success against that team over the years. They've had success against Mike White. Uh, through the years, although I think he's a really good coach and he always kind of scares me. Like, I didn't beat him to go to the final four. I, I, I wanted to play Wisconsin and not uh, Florida. I, I probably was stupid right. by thinking that. Uh, but back in, back in the, when they went to the final four. But uh, so, look, you go down there, it's, a, it's another big game. You got to refocus really quick. Because uh, if you lose it, maybe you don't get in the top 25. Stranger things have happened. But, um, you go down there, that would be a quad two, uh, almost a quad, yeah, um, quad two win. On the road, that's a solid two, I think. Yeah. yeah, and Georgia, Georgia's a good team. I mean, they'll probably win some. So um, you go do that. Okay, so that's the end of the first half of the SEC schedule. You're seven and two. So the next week, you got Ole Miss at home and Vanderbilt at home. You should win both of those games as good as Ole Miss has, you know, played uh, at times under Chris Beard this year. If you stay focused, those are games you'll be favored in. You could be sitting at nine and two with seven conference games left. And at that point, guys, I don't think the discussion becomes now, certainly, could you lose eight straight and fall off the bubble? Absolutely. But I think the discussion then becomes can this team win the SEC? Which, you know, that's I, a I, legitimate. No, that, JC, that discussion's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, can this team, can this yeah, that's team happening compete? right now? What are they? Yeah, well, well they've already beat Kentucky. They've already beat Kentucky. They beat Tennessee. And you look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, JC, I mean, they've already beat Kentucky and Tennessee. I mean, you, you only have Auburn hey, hey, left hey, and it's Kentucky, unbalanced schedule. Yeah, you got one, you got Tennessee at home and Auburn on the road. And you don't have to play any more Kentucky or Bama. Phil, don't you think that when you kind of look ahead? Uh, and we all look ahead. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. The team doesn't need to look ahead, but we can. Uh, yeah. I, don't you think these next four kind of set up pretty nicely, uh, I think, for the Gamecocks? I think getting through this win, because JB and I were talking about this on the show uh, yesterday, like uh, there's not much breathing room in this February, you know, that they were saying. But I, I think now that we've gotten through tonight and looking at it, you're like, yeah. February, I mean, it's still the SEC, so it's still going to be tough, right? But you, it's definitely not what you just went through these this past seven to ten days. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to have that ever again, you know. Not through this. Yeah, you, um, you, you yeah, you avoid most on the yeah, last, yeah, not I mean, the last, the back nine of the schedule. Mm-hmm. You only got two games against the quote unquote, you know, big four, I guess. I, most of the experts around the league say, wouldn't you say Phil, Auburn, Bama, Kentucky, Tennessee, 
Auburn. All things being equal, or pro, you know, Auburn, Bama, Kentucky, UT, they're probably the four best teams. As yeah, of now. I mean, you've got to you've got to say, you know, those four in Carolina are the top five teams in this league. Carolina has played two of them and beaten them, lost to one, and has the chance at Auburn coming up to really flex again. And and I and there is no reason this team should feel any sort of pressure on them to go in there and win that game in a couple of weeks at Auburn because you you can play with anybody. That, oh, you're, you're you're really quick, Phil. You're you're kind of playing with the casino's money at this point. Oh, and, it's house money for sure. Yeah. yeah and I, I want to go back to what I said the other day on y'all's show and on my show. You know, the computer metrics are the computer metrics. They didn't think the Gamecocks were going to beat Kentucky. They thought the Gamecocks were going to beat Georgia at home. But guess what the computer metrics said tonight? The computer metrics said that the Gamecocks were going to lose by 11 and a half points, Bart Torvik and, and Ken Palm. And the Gamecocks just went into Knoxville and soundly beat them, you know, throughout the entire game. There's This was never an 11 and a half point Tennessee lead that the Gamecocks had to overcome that they are just as good as the, the Kentuckys and the and the Tennessees out there. And I want to take a quick moment just to kind of update the computer stuff here because, you know, whether JC's on here or Phil's on here, it's still my, my show on late night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I defer yeah, to yeah. you. We need to pour, pour some metrics on me, Matt Anderson. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I will do it. Um, Matt Analytics. So to, to start the season, Ken Palm had the Gamecocks at six and ten in the SEC, and we can all get really, really mad at the metrics and say like, "Okay, well, it's a stupid computer." Guess what? The Gamecocks are right now at Ken Palm, eleven and seven. So these computer metrics catch up. So mm-hmm. right now, he's projecting twenty three and eight, eleven and seven in the SEC, and two weeks ago, that was nine and nine in the SEC. So, that's a six seed, or it's a six, yeah. five, six seed, I think. And and what I talk about with all this stuff, like a lot, a lot of folks say, "Oh my God, an eight seed or a nine seed." Well, guess what, JC? I'm gonna make you do some quick math right here. Eight times four, thirty-two. Thirty, thirty-two. So that. when you look at you know the top twenty-five and you see the Gamecocks like receiving votes, guess what? That's an eight seed. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and, basically. And when you look at the metrics and you say like, okay, now South Carolina just got um, what their second quad one, second or third quad one win. They're now with seven and two in quad one and quad two. I don't know when this stuff will update tonight, but there aren't a lot of teams that have better metrics than that. And that's what the NCAA selection committee is going to look at. They're not going to look at the 27 point loss to Alabama. And look, the Gamecocks go and on the road and lose to Georgia their resume is still better than like 18 other teams or that's a top 18 resume in the country. So the Gamecocks are just fine right now. Yeah. We're, we're, we, you know, start looking at instantly tournament sites, JC. I know that you looked at it a little while ago, <laughs> like don't get too I'm far ahead of yourself, but that's where we're at. Right I don't, now. I'm just I that- well, I think also this yeah. win tonight kind of solidifies the fact that regardless of what Grand Canyon does at this point, Virginia Tech, you know, you've insulated yourself mm-hmm. from the softer front loading of this schedule that I in no way, shape, or form fault Coach Paris for because this is what it has produced, you know, 
a team of experienced players who had no experience playing with themselves. And you were able to, against, you know, arguably lesser competition, find this team's identity. And they have rolled into conference play with every bit of confidence as a team who has, just like Tennessee, been playing with each other for a good long time and knows how to function as a team together. And and we are just seeing the fruits of that. But this win tonight insulates you from any and all argument about a soft schedule at the beginning of the season. Well, because, yeah, we talked about this on the show, Phil. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so you're kind of living and dying with Grand Canyon and Virginia Tech. And and then maybe a little bit of Mississippi State because because Virginia Tech and Grand Canyon keep going from like forty five to fifty one to forty five and that line that's what happened to the twenty sixteen team yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they had like four wins five wins on the road in the league that were like top sixty wins but the the committee was looking for top fifty and, and, and I, the worry was if Kentucky's your only quad one win at the end of the day. And, and you roll into the, the tournament and Grand Canyon gets bounced and Virginia Tech takes an L in the ACC tournament that bumps them down below 50, that they'll go all your quad one wins. So, so you're right. Perfect. You, you do insulate. It is an insulator. And and, and there's more opportunities for insulator games. Uh, yeah, this up. isn't over. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you've got to stay the course. This team can't just fall off and lose nine in a row or anything stupid like that. I mean, you can, you know, find yourself on the bubble in a heartbeat in the days of analytics and metrics with the net. But, you know, you're set up now to where you're it's nice. How how long has it been, gentlemen, that we've been able to say that the Gamecocks men's basketball team is in full control of their own destiny? Well, they are. They are, Phil. And it, it's a lot of fun, too, because, like, this Gamecock team, regardless of what's happened these last, you know, we'll call it eight games, right? Six and two in the SEC. Um, if if you can beat Missouri, who and look, Mike Morgan's been saying this on the show, and I agree. They're a lot better than their record is right now. They're going to catch somebody. But you beat Kentucky by 17, and now you beat Tennessee on the road. And if you look at Michi, Right now, Michi's one for 14 on his last 14 attempts. Like, this team is not even running at, you know, all cylinders. BJ was what from the three-point line tonight? Like, I think he was one for eight. Yeah, yo. (laughs) And here's the the thing, JC. Like, on that note, yeah, one for eight, but seven for eight from the three-point line. Like, and BJ still found 16 points tonight. Oh, he was good, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like once you get and like that's what people I don't know if they actually realize is this Gamecock team just beat the number five team in the country on the road, and they're probably like ninety percent, eighty five percent of full efficiency, and they're only going to get better. Like this is a team that you know take the Alabama game and say, "Holy crap, that sucked," and then take the Georgia game and say it was you know a referee, a lot of free throws, and Gamecocks missed free throws. They didn't deserve to win the game. They did not deserve to beat Georgia, but they're beating teams without being, you know, necessarily full strength. Miles Studi was out like the previous three games. Like this has not reached its full potential of a team. And hey, start looking like and look, I'm the last person to get ahead of myself, but like just start looking at it. And I mean, and Phil, you know this. I was on you and you and JB's show in the preseason. I was like, all right, NIT. Like <laughs> NITs yeah. were where we're going to be this year, 
And they, they continue to prove me wrong. And the more and more I watch them, the more and more they are an elite team in the SEC this year so far. The difference between the NCAA and an IT winning road games and beating elite, having big wins. You know, that, yeah, that, beating good teams. Resume. You can't just wow. load up on the non-conference. Yeah. The, the rambling wreck has stunned North Carolina at McCamish Pavilion. Are you well, kidding me? My, <laughs> yeah, wow. UNC was – UNC was up 11 last time I looked at the score. McCamish, I like the name of it. McCamish. It's a good Scottish McCamish. name. But uh, <laughs> McCamish Pavilion. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's it, Matt. And it's um, and if you really dig into this, the the whole team ball aspect of it, and the defense. I mean, you, you got to – South Carolina, I, I never thought – I didn't think we would have a defense kind of like in basketball. We wouldn't be – I was like, well, there goes Frank Martin. There goes the pressure D and, and all that good stuff. I, I'm this team's as good on defense as defensively as any team Frank Martin had. Um, yeah. They're probably not the turnover forcing bunch like the, the final four team. Well, I can, I can tell you they're not that <laughs> they're, they're definitely not, not that. that they're not that, but they <laughs> get back and they, they will grind you into a grinder, you know, and it's in there. And, and it's, it's kind of like the cut my coach used to every coach we've had in the sport used to tell us, Get back on defense, you know. If I get back on defense, back, get back. Yo, this team gets back. I mean, they get back on defense. You know, you don't you don't see very many runouts, too many fast breaks. You know, unless Mm -hmm. unless there's a turnover. Um, So just uh, just an outstanding deal. And look, and and, and big picture wise, guys, I think this program suffered enough to where winning is winning. And we can't – this is not going to the triple option in football. That's a program record, right? This yeah. is just a different style that uh, Wisconsin, whoever has used through the years, just with with great success. Uh, I think the SEC well, – Well, it's, it's, it's a structured offense. I'm going to cut you yeah. off, JC. It's just a structured offense that has a purpose. And, yeah. you know, there, there, was one, there was one bad turnover the Gamecocks had tonight – and I think it was either Colin or Josh um, kind of turned and looked, you know, towards the bench and threw in between two people. And the yeah. reason that turnover happened was because this is muscle memory. Now they know that if I see these defenders right here, my teammates going to be over there and then it's going to be a three pointer or it's going to be another kick and pass, or I'm going to drop down and be on the block and it's going to be, you know, pass out to the wing, pass down to the, the corner and a drop down pass for me. And it was just an opportunity. I mean, and I think Derek said it. I don't know what the, the TV guy said, but it was just Jacoby was, you know, one step away from where the pass was supposed to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what caused the turnover. But that's actually beautiful basketball when you can, like JC, you say it all the time in football play fast, don't think. And that's what the Gamecock offense is. And that's why yeah. it's beautiful. No, it is gorgeous. It's, it's a gorgeous brand. And, and they do work the shot clock, but I don't look, they score. Like Craig pointed out, they score in the 70s when they shoot well. They score in the 80s when they shoot well. So it's not like they're not putting points on the board. The tempo is brought down. And in this league in basketball, Matt, it is a highly, highly athletic league. Most of your SEC programs, just like in football, have wonderful world-class athletes that like to go do big athletic things. They don't always like to guard you for 40 minutes. <laughs> they don't always like to do the basketball things, you know. Uh, yeah. Tennessee is one of the better defenses. I mean, Tennessee at least preaches defense. But, man, uh, it's I, I, Tennessee looked tonight until uh, 
the guy got going at the end, like they were just they wanted to throw up, you know. And yeah, so, and, and they had an airball until that little run at the end. Tired legs, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, and you know, and it's uh in football, I call it a spider web team. Like Kentucky's the ultimate spider web team. You get caught in their web, and they're going to beat you. Uh, maybe Carolina's a little bit of that, but maybe you know, basketball is not football. In football, you have kind of a ceiling playing that way. In basketball, championships have been one playing that way. Um, well, it's also funny, JC, because you talk about like the pace of play where the Gamecocks are, and you know, just looking at Ken Palm right now, the Gamecocks yeah. average. Um, 63 possessions per game. Like, so 63 possessions for offense, 63 for defense. Coming into the game tonight, Tennessee averaged 70 offensive and defensive possessions. And guess what the possessions were tonight? 66. So it was almost just like like a battle of fists hitting one another mm-hmm. and said, okay, we're going to split this down the middle. And guess who came out on top? The Gamecocks. Yeah. Gamecocks, yep. uh, timely threes and – Free throws there at the end, you know. Um, very proud of, of BJ Mack, too. You know, we mentioned earlier, like he was not that great from three, but man, he he was great on. I thought he was really good on the inside as far as willing his way to at least a, a, a trip of the foul line. And then he was seven for eight. Gamecocks 83% from the foul line tonight compared to Tennessee 60. Even Connect was only six for 10, three for eight from three point range. So, not the best shooting night. He was, he was he, tired, dude. They, they threw guys at him all night long. And he was not getting good outside looks early in the game. And then when he was trying to will himself to do it, he was just out of gas. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, he, he, he hit some clutch runs in there, hitting that, you know, that inside lane or whatever on those when he hit those three right back to back to back to really pull this team in it. And then that miraculous three there towards the end. But I mean, well, you know, feel like, Talking about connect, it was funny because, like, I just kept – and, look, my mom taught me how to play basketball. She taught me how to shoot. Like, I owe everything in basketball to my mom, right? But we were watching the game, and I was like, he has to be tired. And my mom was like our coach, like, in middle school, right? And she was like, no, he has adrenaline now. He's going to keep pumping him in. And thank God he didn't have the opportunity for a last shot tonight because I think it would have gone in. Oh yeah, he scored their last what? He scored their last like eight or eleven. Uh, yeah, from they were at mm-hmm. um, they were at fifty five. They were at fifty. They were forty six when Ziegler made a free throw. And they ended at fifty nine. So he scored their last thirteen points. <laughs> the horse, the horse got loose, y'all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, we held him back as long as we could, but dang old guy just got loose. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because so Carolina's up nine, 55-46. And when they went up, they went up nine. I was like, I I felt good. And then he scored the last 13 and gave us all some anxious moments. But anyway, I'll let you guys finish up. I just wanted to stop in and say hello to everyone and uh what a win. Um I know you guys are gonna like so tomorrow, Matt, you're on the we got Dane Bradshaw on the show tomorrow. Dane Bradshaw. I hate tomorrow. I'm gonna miss Dane, but I hope Dane yeah, tells you everything I just um, told you. Yeah, Matt, you're you're on tomorrow too. I'll be there on Wednesday. Uh Phil, who else do we have tomorrow? Uh right now. We're working on Wes Rucker to see if we can't get a Vols reaction, but they're awfully quiet right now. I may hear from yeah. him tomorrow. The, the, the internet's probably <laughs> out in Knoxville right now. Yeah, there's no right. internet in Knoxville. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I, knowing Wes, he's probably got post game and all kind of stuff. So I may hear. No, no, I, I say that completely in jest. Um, the CBS guys on their podcast always say when when Indiana loses, the internet must go out because they don't hear from Indiana on social media. But no, Wes is a great guy. We'd love to talk yeah. to Wes if we can get him on tomorrow. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit about the the NCAA case too up there. Just get his perspective. It was uh, after we went off the air today. Tennessee's chancellor uh, had released a scathing letter. She said to the NCAA, "I'm not so sure she's not right. I I need to know more about like what exactly they're trying to tattoo them on to see yeah. if it's a because le- what you don't want, guys. I mean, everybody loves when Tennessee gets in trouble, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody likes that. But what you don't want is for the NCAA to start selectively enforcing things." And then it's just you never know what you could do to get in trouble. And then the next thing, it could be you. So you don't want uh, the North Korean Gestapo <laughs> out there uh, in NCA country. But, yeah, I'll be I'll be curious to talk to all you guys tomorrow. And thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the uh, Late Night Gamecock show. It's my second time, and it gets more fun every time we do it. Yeah, yeah man. We'll, we'll do it again, JC. Thanks for popping on. All right. So, uh, Phil. Me and you yeah. now, we, we, we've celebrated the win. This was a great one. Um, you know, like I said, the Gamecocks are right there in the thick of it in the SEC. They're right there in the thick of it in college basketball. Um, you know, we'll see what happens Saturday at Georgia. I think it's hard to beat a team in the SEC two times in one year. I think the Gamecocks will clearly be ready. I always talk about this. There's always a scout that happens before your first game and especially after the second game. And look, George is going to do it too. But um, Gamecock fans have nothing but to be proud. Pump your chest. When you go into work tomorrow, go to the water cooler. Um, if you can find a Tennessee fan, tell them good game and just say that. You don't got to say more. They know. Trust me, they know. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again. Um, so, Phil, we're on tomorrow at, um, what, 12 to 2. I'm on, on your show. Um, yep. Inside the Gamecock show is 11 to 2 every single weekday. Um, It's something that if I can't watch it live, I always try and catch up. So I I hope all you guys can get there. We didn't hit any of our sponsors tonight, but uh, you know, obviously we have the Barndo company. We have chicken cock. We have Dixie. uh, We have Phil knows them all by heart. They'll all be on the show tomorrow. And if you can support them, um, it means the world, not only to them, but also to us on inside the Gamecocks and the chief sports network. And y'all, I say it every time. I appreciate y'all more than you know. Um, giving us your time and me your time is the most valuable thing you have. And and it always means the world to me. And I, I feel it every single time. So I thank you for that. But with that, we're going to sign off. The Gamecocks got a big win tonight. And celebrate into the night if that's your thing. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you tomorrow. And then we'll also be back on Thursday for um, – you know, even more Tennessee and Ford and baseball and basketball and football. It's it's a, it's a lot of fun right now. So, um, Phil, you want to say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, you guys have a great evening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.